on. And three, two, one. Greetings, friends, family, and followers. My name is Angela. My name is Pam. And my name is Edwin. And you're listening to episode 22 of Dungeons, Dinings, and Dorks. Yeah, welcome. We're still... We're still holding in there. We're still hanging still on. in quarantine life, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we've got quarantine hair. Uh, we've, I'm pretty, I know I've been dressing in super comfy clothes. I don't know about you, Pam. I know Edwin's been uh, super comfy whenever he's home. Um, unfortunately, my comfiness has to wait until after five. Oh, <laughs> uh, no! All right, you're an essential worker. I'm an essential worker! Yay! Yeah, you! Be an essential! Uh, but, yeah, I'm pretty sure Tom Nook is pissed at that. Oops. So, uh, so Yet another day. <laughs> Sorry, yes. So, hopefully, things out there are taking a turn for the better, hopefully. We hope that all of you out there are hanging in there and doing all right and, you know, keeping a hold <laughs> haven't of yourself. Lost, haven't lost sanity yet. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, if, if they're playing, like, Call of Cthulhu games or uh, other such games, they're definitely losing sanity <laughs> points because you have to roll for that. Ha ha, get it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> not related. I ended up listening to that Call of Cthulhu uh, uh, side campaign in Critical Hit, and oh man, <laughs> um, yeah, they they did get a little sweary in some of the episodes. Well, mostly the last. <laughs> the last part of that campaign. Um, but then they did warn about that. It was, it was not a, you know, with, with the Lovecraftian theme going on, it was not intended for a child audience. So, but yeah, that got intense. And one of the players, uh, lost his first character to insanity and almost lost his second character to insanity at the end. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was crazy. So it was a fun game to listen to. I will never actually play it myself. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's get on to what's been going on with, with all of us. Um, Edwin. Yes. You're silent over there. I was just going to comment that I don't think Angel has ever actually read any H.P. Lovecraft books or seen any H.P. Lovecraft movies. Heck no at all. Yeah. That, that, I haven't either, so. But uh, of, I'm open to trying it. Yeah, it's one of those. I've been reading the uh, um, the Necromancer by H.P. Lovecraft, and it's really, really good. Um H.P. Lovecraft is pretty much the Stephen King of his day. Yeah. And he's really, yeah. gets really, really gory sometimes. But um, see, that's part of, that's I can part see of... how it became a cult classic. Like there's a cult behind it, you know, like a pop 
pop culture phenomena, especially uh, now with like crossing. board games, because yeah, sort of like that, I guess. <laughs> no, Animal Crossing but is just plain a cult. It is a cult. Um, I still say it's a cult. And no, Tom Nook is Jim but, Jones. But he, see, here's the thing. I've heard of Lovecraft stuff. I've heard what it's like. Now I've heard a game played based on yeah. Lovecraft. And it's like, I would probably get nightmares. Oh, yeah. Most so, definitely. Yeah, so I will likely never actually read a Lovecraft book. And I, like, just based on the one game I've heard, I will never play it. The Call of Cthulhu system. Um, and yeah. But Edwin. Yes. I was going to ask you, what have you been up to this week? I already know, but I want you to tell. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. The, it's the- a lot of Final Fantasy VII. I come home. I turn on a place, my PlayStation 4 and boot up to Final Fantasy VII. And he's he tells me it's eye candy. It's very much eye candy, and I like the new fighting system. I like the fact that you can choose your how hard you want it to be, how easy you want it to be. Because hey, Edwin, if anybody how- has ever played Final Fantasy VII before, you can't choose, and you will pull your hair out by by the time you try to get out of Midgard. So, what's your current difficulty oh it's easy i'm going easy because <laughs> yeah i mean I'll, i will be the first to admit that i do not like to pull my hair out and be frustrated because of video games so i'm there for the story i am there for the character i'm there for the for immersing myself in in that world and pulling my hair and swearing at the television isn't one of them well, the, yeah, I've seen some of what you've been playing, and it, it looks absolutely gorgeous. And, um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to my turn to play, but I'll let you get through it. I have other games that I need to finish. No, the thing about Final Fantasy VII, I did find out from a friend, and I've been le- reading the, the threads about Final Fantasy VII, is that one thing I didn't get is how do they fit this entire game into into um, this, you know, in this sort of format. And I find out they didn't. They expanded it. And this is one of the things that I think I might get really frustrated with if Square Enix decides to do this like over and over again, is that they're doing episodes. This is just episode one of I don't know how many episodes of the entire Final Fantasy remake, 7 remake. And I can see that. This game is already 85 gigabytes big. And what I'm hearing is that it ends when you get out of Midgar, which is maybe one-eighth of the game. Wow. So if we're doing the whole Pirates of the Caribbean thing, Edward's with get Final Fantasy VII, I might get frustrated with Square Enix because they're not exactly the, they're not exactly the uh, on time um, release for other games. I mean, how long have we been waiting for Final <laughs> Fantasy VII remake? For Pete's sake, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. I might, I don't know. Okay. 
of Final Fantasy VII is gorgeous, but potentially frustrating. Um, I did forget that there's a there's a lot of sad scenes, sad moments in this game, and I'm, ooh, I don't know. He's not looking forward to it. <laughs> I don't know. It's a gorgeous you, game, you and know, he's ha- happy to play it. You, and he's looking forward to playing. You all know you, you all know what I'm talking about. You Final Fantasy fanatics. It's, it's the dark side of all the know. deja vu. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, Pam, you made a discovery apparently. <laughs> so I'm still on my TikTok <laughs> craze, and apparently I'm not the only one that can't say um hippopotamus. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so there was there was a couple of other Filipinos that I I saw. One of them was someone's mom and it was just so cute how she was like hippopotamus <laughs> and it was so cute and and it and it looks like you know it, this is just proof that english is hard <laughs> it's how hippopotamus ever came to exist i don't know but i don't like it and so That's I just Greek. felt a sense. It's... I just felt a sense of community <laughs> in TikTok. <laughs> I remember. It just reminds me. I remember this one uh, Catholic priest who came here to the United States straight off the boat from the Philippines, and he barely mm-hmm. knew how to speak English. And he was supposed to do mass, you know, in an English-speaking countryside. Oh wow. Yeah, country country church <laughs> in in Jordan. And I remember we went to this thing cuz way back in the day I was I kind of I did a lot of music for for the church back in the day and I went there and 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 did the music for this mass and I just remember my my brother was there with me and he was laughing. <laughs> Because he could not, he could not get his F's. He could not get his, he had the, he had the Filipino drawl where you would like hold your A's and, you know, like, like saying like, you know, like instead of saying eat, it'd be it. <laughs> and then it would be at. <laughs> And and it was just like I was just like I I felt bad because here's my brother laughing and I'm sitting there going, you know I'm sitting there going like like dude shush shush. (laughs) So so yeah, Father Tatel, if you're listening to this, you know I still love you. So (laughs) that's my little discovery. How about you, Angela? What's going on? Hey, I found out. You remember how one of our early episodes we talked about this this uh, new uh, tabletop setup program thing getting released? Like they were in development and they got kickstarted and funded and all that. Tailspire. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, Tailspire. Tailspire. The the the. Yep. Tailspire has had its early release. The early release is out. Um, I was wandering on Twitter and saw that there's already a uh, Twitch stream that's using it for their games. Uh, 
so yeah, I I am I am eager to look at it and, and So it's out. The early release is out. Um they've they've said straight up this is the early release. It's still gonna have some bugs in it. There's still they're still ironing that out. The official official release isn't for a little while yet. I didn't see what date they had set on that, but the early release is out. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Well, how does it look? Oh, well, it looks like there are previews for it. It looks gorgeous. It looks. I I haven't able I haven't had a chance to dive into it myself, but I'm hoping to do that before we have our next recording. So I'm oh. I'm a, I'm a bit excited about that. I'm wanting to look at it and see how user friendly it is and uh, all that. So we'll we'll see how that turns out. But hey, all right. Let's let's get back to uh, let's get back to talking about your TikTok. And I'll shut up and listen. <laughs> Oops! Hold on. That is the purpose of this meeting, ladies and gentlemen, for a nationwide campaign by you to demand by law such compulsory education. Okay, someone's been having fun with quarantine parodies. I think that was you, Edwin, watching. Is that me? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that would be you. Okay. Not me. Uh, quarantine parodies? Yes. Yeah. This. So are you so are you talking about like songs that were parodied for quarantine purposes? I think that's, that I think that, I think that's what the note was. Yes. <laughs> I don't remember. Okay, so here's the thing: we made this rundown oh a week ago, and I don't remember what I was talking about. <laughs> okay, do you want to? Do you want to? Okay, I choose I've, another subject then. <laughs> Well, I've been watching over his shoulder. There's definitely been some really funny quarantine videos. Oh, I've, okay, I've, I remember. The, I've I've been particularly enjoying watching over his shoulder when the when the videos of when your wife works and you don't. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was yeah, yeah. If yeah, your yeah. wife works and you don't, and there's this this is there's like this like thing that he does and you know and his wife's just and going always, like what the heck is going on it's, it's, he's always doing something absolutely <laughs> stupid and ridiculous, ridiculous while the wife is clearly doing the work from home thing on her laptop at a desk or on the couch yeah. she's, she's doing yeah. something i've i've yeah. heard i've heard similar varieties of that especially when it comes to students in their zoom meetings Oh, just all of a sudden, they would just break out into that TikTok dance. I can't explain it. I haven't <laughs> seen any of that yet. Here's the teacher going, yet. what is going on? I haven't <laughs> seen any of that yet. No, the ones that I've been seeing, the ones I've been seeing in, uh, on TikTok were, um, one of them was like the essential worker. <laughs> one where he's driving and he's like... Like, get out of the way, I'm essential! I'm such a worker coming through! See, I got a piece of paper that says I'm essential! Get out of the way! <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. That's that's one of my favorite ones because I can relate. Have you have you <laughs> been pulled over yet? No, but I've got the piece of paper that says I'm essential. <laughs> so, so do I. <laughs> I I think when 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 the essential services started making those pieces of paper, they weren't sure 
how strict that was going to be in Minnesota. I don't think anybody's really been pulled over for it. Yeah, I don't think so either. It's just funny. It's because like I we weren't supposed to actually have this piece of paper. We weren't even thinking about it. It wasn't until Angela's uh one of our one of our friends, our our common friends. In, in our dungeon yeah she calls us up one time and she was asking if i had a uh, a piece of paper saying that i was essential i'm like what are you talking about so i the very next day i go over and call up hr right i'm friends with the hr people because i work closely with them I was like are you supposed to give me a paper saying that i'm essential <laughs> and i was like no but that's kind of funny <laughs> but so they uh, next thing I know, they're printing papers saying giving oh, yeah. paper the paper away to people saying that they're essential. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, so my letter, I don't know how long your letter is, but mine is two pages. What? <laughs> two pages long? Because we have to go into detail on why I am considered essential and I work in a printing company. A lot of people will fail to see the essentialness of it. So it run, runs through the details on why I'm essential because we are linked to medical workers, the postal service, um, okay. government and other and, and food packaging and all the other stuff. And it had to take two pages I'm, long. I'm surprised. Can you, just imagine, can you just imagine handing this over to this police officer? He's sitting there <laughs> reading like, it. Please read my short story. <laughs> Why <laughs> traffic officer, is like backed officer, up? Before you arrest, can you read my character's backstory and tell me what you think? Oh my god, I'm I'm actually quite surprised. I'm actually quite surprised that my letter didn't say, "Look what he's wearing. Look at the logo. Look at the badge. He's essential." Because I've got because I'm wearing like I'm wearing like the there's a hoodie that I wear at work. That has our grocery co-op logo on it, right? And I got I got like two badges in my car with my name on it with barcodes. So badges, we need those no stinky badges. badges. <laughs> yeah, so I'm surprised it just didn't say that. You know, like look what he's wearing. Look at the badge. You know. But back to <laughs> the quarantine parodies, I thought you meant. Like people taking songs, like normal pop songs, and that's, then making a quarantine version of it. Oh, yeah. Th yeah, that's what I thought he was talking about. That may have been what he was talking about back then, but, you know, who knows anymore. My, <laughs> I think I think, I think, think my favorite is still the um, the quarantine version of, of that Queen, of Queen, so of that Queen song, <sighs> Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, oh yeah, I've seen that one. I don't think I've seen that yeah. one yet. I know it's not really a TikTok. It's actually just a meme, and it's, it's yeah. you just read the lyrics, and I was like, "This is music." Yeah, there's oh, there's there That's... was a oh, I can't remember what it was. There was a grocery store parody of some big movie scene. I think I saw it, it was a Titanic YouTube. one about the toilet paper. Uh, probably, probably. It was a toilet paper one where they were they were I doing know what you're talking they about. They were playing um near my god to thee you know with two violins at a grocery store and there was no <laughs> toilet paper and they were just playing that. Yes. <laughs> and then actually my and there was one that a friend of ours um 
uh, kind of, uh, they took the lyrics of Dancing Queen and made it into quarantine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, one, one of the videos that I saw, it wasn't actually a parody. Um, there was, there's floating around somewhere, probably first on YouTube, there's a video of quarantined stuntmen, quarantined stunt workers. And oh yeah, and yeah, this, that one is awesome. Yeah, it's like this this string, this this fight string where it's like they they stagger back as if they'd just been hit somehow, and then they like recover and then and then throw their own punch or make their own attack. Yeah, that that is hilarious. I particularly like the bit where the the person is like looking around for a weapon, picks up a toddler and swings the toddler's feet. Yeah. That, that, that's when I lost it at work. <laughs> I've been late lately I've been getting a lot of police TikTok quarantine oh, yeah. ones where yeah, they're like ones? they're like sitting there going like ah, so like fifty seven, that's fine. You know, those ones can ah, be I'll funny. But then it's like those ones can be funny, but I'm like, aren't you working? <laughs> well, that's the thing. There was one time, was it? There was that one one where it's like, okay, some people don't believe. You know, people are looking at these TikTok videos and saying that cops don't work and we're not doing anything. You know, he tries to prove it wrong, so he pulls a person over, pulls the person over, and then the guy in the car puts a sign that says, "I have coronavirus." And he's like, "Oh man!" And just leaves. <laughs> 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 that's funny yeah oh gosh ah yeah, quarantine it's, it's, you know it's it's a serious situation out there but it's have to you be gotta serious. laugh yeah you, you, you gotta have laugh to have your way laugh through sometimes. it otherwise yeah. you're, you're or, gonna drive yourself exactly up the wall. we try to make ourselves laugh you know by watching tiktok by watching videos we see some yeah. parodies i mean i work in the grocery industry you know even and like sometimes it gets some sometimes it gets serious but i remember i was talking to one of my one of the store managers and one of the stores that i handle and she's you know she says like we gotta laugh and we were like almost like having like a like a six foot away party and you know we were like all six you're you're six feet right you're six feet <laughs> i started the whole melee thing oh at work. are they calling your melee range yeah. now <laughs> so get on my melee range Good job, Edwin. <laughs> see, see, you posted that meme, and I actually started calling it melee range, and then Edwin started calling it melee range, and that has got his whole work called <laughs> melee, melee range. range. Oh, oh, stay out of my melee range. I wanted to make a sign because we have the sign about yellow six feet, you know, social distancing six feet. I wanted to say, social distancing, get out of my melee range. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So that's that's enough about TikTok. Uh, let's talk about some other things. So, uh, how about uh, let me tell you a thing. Is that really a thing? Hey, what you mean by that? Okay. So, as you, everybody knows, I'm a gamer and I've been playing a lot of video games lately. And one of the things that kind of bothered me and I, I will admit I am actually a culprit of this from time to time but to, I kind of stopped doing this for for games because it just for me 
I don't think it's you ruin the enjoyment of the game, in my opinion. You ruin you kind of waste the sixty dollars you're gonna pay play on the game. Your thoughts? Uh, Why is cheating on a video game a thing? Okay. <laughs> hey Edwin, for intents and purposes, can you please define cheating? Um when I think okay, when I say okay. Up, up, down, down, right, left, right, left, A, B, A, B, star. So codes. Codes. That's one okay. of them. Uh, script commands. Modifying modifying things on a game in order to cheat, like giving yourself a ton of gold or unlimited. I like this in Bethesda. Unlimited. What was it? Unlimited space in your in your sack so you're not overburdened by weight. I like the mother load code. Mother load code for the... <laughs> when testing cheats enabled yep. true. Yep, testing cheats enabled true for, for Sims. Okay, so <laughs> here's my thing. I actually love <laughs> cheat codes for certain games. For one, it, it enables you to do some things like... Normally in the game, it, it would take you a lot of effort to do these things or a lot of perfect timing... And it's just like, eh, the timing's never going to be perfect. It's never going to work. And it's like, and sometimes you have this game, like, you just want ridiculous things to happen. And so if you're just wanting ridiculous things to happen, that's half the fun for you. So you turn on the cheat codes and you let the ridiculousness build. Like in, in like, Sims games, half the fun of that is ridiculous situations. I mean... Okay, I get that, right? But don't you feel I stopped cheating in 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 this is, Sims Three was when I kind of stopped cheating in games because I I'm paying in my mind I'm paying all this money, mm -hmm. right? Or we're paying all this money to play these games. Uh huh. And if you start cheat, and I found out that when I started like doing mother load and test enabled. I forgot what that called Testing was. Cheats enabled true. Testing cheats enabled true. Then I stopped. The whole game wasn't a challenge anymore. See, that's for me. I use those codes mostly for the ridiculous. Like I want, I want my sim to live forever doing stupid things. I want my sim to go randomly slap a guy just for the heck of it and see how bad I can ruin the reputation wow. of my guy. It's I I used I use the cheat codes for ridiculous situations. Now if if I was going for a challenge, heck no, I would never use the cheat for for if I'm if I'm going for a challenge. But if I'm if I'm just looking for a ridiculous brainless good time, then yeah, I'll use a cheat code. You know, <laughs> one of the things one of the things that that okay when i played world of warcraft and we played aeon and we played um you know these 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 mmos I, and okay. one of the things that breaks these mmos and i really get mad about you know and, and it's not i think it's part of the the people who run the game and i think it's part of the players is that as soon as a person gets the advantage to cheat or try to cheat. That's, that's where it's that's where it's like 
that it's just straight up not cool. If you're cheating, if you're trying to cheat in an MMO, that's just not cool. Yeah. That's that's not okay. Cuz you're you're you ruin the economy of the game cuz you know you're trying there's other there's in-game buying and selling of goods and uh that if if you're if you're in there and and cheating, you're ruining the economy of the game. You're ruining the experience of other players. When there's other people involved, absolutely don't cheat. That's just not cool. I mean, people are cheating. The reason why I stopped playing Unreal Tournament, the biggest reason why I stopped playing Unreal Tournament is because people found out how to mod files on that on that game and started cheating. So it doesn't matter how many times you shoot the guy with a with a you know you can shoot the guy with like a, with like a laser cannon and he's not going to die. Yeah, if if you're playing MMOs, cheating is definitely not cool. If it's a one player game where where you're playing for brainless good fun, that's another. That's one thing. If you're playing a, if you're cheating so you can beat real people at a game, that's not cool. So why, so why? I mean, to me, like why? I mean, I I get it's it's fun for people. I guess is what you're saying. If, yeah, you if, know, especially if it's like Sims, and yeah, you just for, want to see the ridiculousness. For certain, for certain games, the cheat codes do enhance the fun, depending on the kind of fun they're trying to have. Like it's it's like you know how some people are absolutely horrible to their Sims, and they decide to lock their their Sims in rooms that have no exits and see how long it takes for them to go crazy. Oh wow, that 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 they, sounds. They are absolutely. That sounds like to their Sims. yeah. That sounds like. Some person sadistic. has psychological issues. Yeah, there, there are people who are absolutely sadistic to their sins. <laughs> but it's it's they're not doing this to someone else's game. They're only doing it to their own. As that's that's one matter. That's their own weird fun and as wrong as it is, that's their own weird fun. But when you're playing with other people and there's a challenge and there's competition. That's the fun. It's the competition and trying to, yeah, I can beat this other person. Yay. But if you're cheating on that, it's like, what's the point? There's You're ruining the fun for others for your own satisfaction. That's not cool. Yeah. And a lot of MMOs are trying to police that, but I think they're doing a pretty... They're not doing that great of a job doing it. There's a reason why I stopped playing Aeon. Uh, I yeah. think I think the reason why is because um, I think there's lack of moderation to like moderators. I think. Yeah. yeah. So do you cheat Pam in games? I don't play <laughs> that many games. So really? We do have one. Oh, we, we do know of people who do a little time traveling in the cult. Uh, we won't <laughs> say who. <laughs> of, oh, I don't do that. And I, but. Uh, The reason why I asked what cheating entails is because sometimes with Animal Crossing, I sometimes use certain websites to my advantage. Yeah, since you're not not ruining the enjoyment for others, I think that's fine. I think if, if, if it gives you your own weird fun, you know, I'm all for it. As long as it doesn't harm other people. As long as it doesn't oh, no. harm other yeah. people. And as long as, as you're not trying to access something that the game was never supposed to have. If you're Correct. not if you're not destroying your game and if you're not ruining someone else's fun, it's fine, I think. Just 
you're, you're playing right. your, you're playing your game well, for and, your own dang fun well then and then there's also certain times like like jeff sometimes when he gets stuck in a certain game um he would look up look up you know tips or guides online Which, and, and some like some people and some people would consider that cheating but to me it's yeah, more I, like I don't a whole, think that's cheating yeah I know you don't think it's cheating oh no that's how could no that's not cheating that's not to me i mean that's why strategy guys existed way back in the day right. yeah you know now personally i am all for cheating in in single player games because that's that's yeah. all for the ridiculous fun of it well it's it's my well, then there's fun. also certain games there's also certain games where you need to unlock something in order to progress the story yeah. and sometimes they're like where, where what do i do where do i go oh, yeah. what do i need I, I and think... certain ga- guides are oh, yeah. for that yeah. i mean but you're talking to the guy me, who's playing easy mode on, on final <laughs> fantasy 7 there's a reason for that for me i like to keep my my looking at walkthroughs to a minimum except for final fantasy 8 because that one there are so many side quests that you will never find if you don't have this if you don't have the book so anyway yeah i don't i don't consider that cheating like that's the same thing as like playing wow and and looking up like how do i make my character good right you're gonna i mean it's like what's the difference between that and like having your friend come over and tell you it's like oh yeah you want to do this this that and the other thing because you're making you know a healer class so yeah Uh, anyway all right well, let's talk about something else that uh, we've been dying to try. Let's talk about some food. Let's talk about some Yum. food. But regardless of the style or type of restaurant, they all have one thing in common, and that is the serving of food. It's still fresh. Sort of. But I'll take only what I need. They've got to last. Okay, Edwin. Remind us what your challenge was. Okay, so the challenge was for for episode twenty two. I was, think we called it the canned cooking challenge. The canned yeah, cooking challenge. Did. I keep forgetting the, my challenge name because I was I kept calling it the fallout shelter <laughs> challenge, but <laughs> canned cooking challenge will work. So you have to have to you have to use f- at least five ingredients. They all have to come from a can, or they have to come from like a shelf stable box, you know, something like rice or or potato pearls or dried onions or something like that. It cannot be frozen. You can't use frozen meats. You can't use fresh meats. You can't use refrigerated refrigerated stuff. stuff no fresh, it. no fresh produce. None of that stuff. We're talking about. You get down to your bunker. It is. It's, you have your one burger. World your is one coming pan. to an end. And there's zombies out there, and you got nothing but canned goods, dried shelf stable stuff. Your refrigerator ain't working. Your freezer ain't working. And you barely just turned on the gas for your stove in there or your electric thing because you got your generator just on is just turned on. So what the heck do you cook? Pam, you sounded really excited about yours. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know what you were cooking. I know you. You were checking on, on your ingredients to make sure they were valid. But what did you make? 
taco soup. Taco soup. Okay, explain, and I want to okay. know. Yeah, you got. First of all, you gotta you gotta read out your ingredients. Okay. And then, so my. Okay, so my ingredients are: they call for six cups of tomato juice. I couldn't find tomato juice in a can, so I did tomato sauce, <laughs> and I just added equal amounts of water just to thin it out. Um, so there's that one can of black beans, one can kidney beans, one can of olives. Uh, we chose black olives for ours. Um, one can of green chilies, uh, one can of corn, and then um, a half cup of, of those dry textured vegetable proteins. Aha. Okay. So what what you do is just basically you just um, put everything in a big pot and just heat it, it through. Let it cook. Dry it... vegetable protein. Yeah. Texture protein. Well, you can't. Well, you can't use any um, meat or whatever. So, I mean, you get you. I suppose you can get your proteins through beans, but a little extra protein doesn't. <laughs> so so this is a veg vegetarian dish. It's very vegetarian vegan. Vegetarian so. vegan. Nice. Okay. Impressive. Well, how did it turn out? Surprisingly very well. <laughs> I was actually quite I was worried because of the the tomato sauce. Because because we we weren't we weren't sure if it's going to be too thick because it was the sauce instead of the juice. But if you, as long as it's watered down, it actually passes quite well. Nice. Um, since um, usually with tacos, you usually have your fixings of like sour cream and cheese and all that stuff. We just alone, it was kind of bland. Uh, but I, I helped myself to two soups, <laughs> so <laughs> it, it actually was pretty good. We did try it with um with certain other stuff. So Jeff likes his with sour cream and uh, cheese. And then he had it down with, with salting crackers and that actually boosted up the numbers for him. For me, I did it with the shredded cheese and tortilla shell or tortilla okay. chips. You just crack but it up and then it? Just put it in. So on a scale of, of 20. Yeah, on a roll uh, of a 20. Without without all the fixings, I I put it as a fifteen. Okay. Uh, Jeff has a thirteen because he would not shut up about how it needs meat. <laughs> it needs meat. <laughs> it needs meat. And I'm just like, but I, you know, if I was in an apocalyptic setting, I would definitely eat that and still be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, so that was it. Cool. I was just gonna say, I'm like, I don't think cheese and sour cream is. Oh no, we did. Yeah, just but that's just that's just fixings after the fact. Yeah, but okay. good. You did one for, but without that, so that's okay. what we're really the, looking for. I think with the fixings, you just add plus two to the score. Add plus two. Okay. <laughs> no, modifiers. no modifiers. No modifiers. <laughs> 
All right, so Angela, what did you make? And oh, it's my turn. Okay. Uh, what I made, I'm calling it uh, nacho mac and cheese. Woo! <laughs> it's not. It's nacho mac and cheese. It's mine. <laughs> Oh, 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 I'm such a dork. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I, I called it not, nacho mac and cheese. I had um, macaroni noodles. I had uh, black beans. I had onion flakes and mm. canned cheese. <laughs> <laughs> It's nacho cheese flavored. It was nacho cheese, canned cheese, and diced green chilies, along with um, some salt and some spices. Oh, nice. Because those are dried, so they count. Um, so, basically, I cooked the noodles first, used, some of, used a little of the water from that to help get the onions reconstituting while I warmed them up with the black beans uh drained those so we wouldn't have you know the weird black bean color still in there uh added the cheese added half my can of diced green chilies and added some seasonings added the noodles got it all mixed up um it was edible How was it it was edible the <laughs> uh, it it wasn't bad it it was it did have good flavor. It reminded me of college. <laughs> I was about to say it is very collegey. <laughs> like, here's the thing. It needed some texture. The thing that I had been looking for, I I had been looking for you know those those fried onion bits to add some texture. But I couldn't mm. find them, so it's like, well, I still need, I still need a little boost of onion, so I'll just dried onion flakes. And I knew that they wouldn't work as a crunchy bit because, eh, dehydrated onions are not gonna get stay real crunchy. They're, they're just not intended for that. So it, the biggest problem was that it was lacking in the texture, and mm. yeah, Edwin's comment was it needed the meat. He still had, <laughs> he still had second helpings. Oh yeah, it was. I, it wasn't bad. It wasn't the best thing I ate, but it reminded me of college. <laughs> I mean, it, it was just one of those foods where, where you know what, you're gonna go back to your dorm room. You're gonna you need something to eat. You turn on your hot hot plate, and then you, yeah. <laughs> so my own, I'd probably give it a high thirteen, low fourteen, somewhere in there. Yeah, I would give it a 13. It, it definitely needed some texture because every, everything in it was just soft. It needed, it, it either needed a meat texture or a crunch texture, just needed some kind of texture to it. Now, now I know, now I know where the mysterious yellow cheese product <laughs> from a, from a nacho cheese thing that comes from the movie theaters comes from. Oh, it's definitely because it was definitely cheese. that. Definitely, <laughs> definitely cheese. that. All right, Edwin, your turn. Okay, so, um, I'm just gonna list out the ingredients for you, and uh, I'm gonna have Pam guess what oh, you God. think okay. I'm making here. 
first ingredient is um, canned mushroom. Okay. Okay. And the stems. Okay. Uh, second ingredient is cream of mushroom soup. Okay. All right. The third ingredient is dried vegetables. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So dehydrated vegetables. Fourth ingredient is... Chicken. Chicken. Canned chicken. Canned chicken. Canned chicken. I wasn't aware that there was canned chicken. There is no, such a thing as canned near chicken. The tuna. It's next to the tuna. Okay. So the- <laughs> okay. The fourth, the fifth ingredient is canned wild rice. So mushroom, cream of mushroom, canned chicken. Okay, I'm missing. I'm missing another one. Dehydrated vegetables. Oh yeah, dried. And then, then wild rice. And wild canned wild rice. You're not now. This is just the rice, or is it the soup? It's just the rice. Just the rice. What did you make? He made chicken wild rice. I made chicken wild rice soup. Okay. <laughs> I made chicken wild rice soup. So how, so how did it go? Basically, what it was was it was just like yours. You took a pot, you dumped took, everything in. Well, no, not everything in. There was a method to it. Yes. So we no, had we had, I had a method <laughs> to it because because the condensed cream of mushroom soup was condensed, right? So it's concentrated. So I took all the water from the from the canned wild rice, wild rice and the st- the mushroom. And the chickens. And the chicken. All the liquids that were into those cans, put it all in with that, with the condensed soup, mixed it all up to make the soup, the cream of mushroom soup. And then... And then he dumped it all together. And then, oh, no. And then I put the <laughs> the dehydrated... Yes, you did a, you, you did it with the method, but you essentially dumped it all in yeah, there yeah, step by step. We did step by step in a, in a very methodical way. You dumped it all in there very methodically. Yes. <laughs> And <laughs> and it I don't know Angela what did you think about it? It actually was pretty tasty. Um, my problem that I had was the vegetables didn't reconstitute enough before we ate it. Oh, so they were a little on the tough side, but it it did it was pretty tasty. Um, I I think I would probably give it a fifteen, bordering on sixteen. Nice. It would Good. it would definitely have gotten at least a sixteen if if the vegetables had reconstituted better. There you go. <laughs> it is very. <laughs> I don't like to score because I cooked it. You made us score our own. Yeah, that was that was uh, your choice. I don't like to score mine because I cooked the it. The other the other thing I think it could have. What's your score? <laughs> Me? Oh boy. Yes. If I had to score it, if I had to score it, I would score it like a fourteen. Is it because of the texture or? No, it was because I've had better. <laughs> oh, okay. I've had better for what it was. For what it was, I would give I was, it a fifteen. Yeah, I mean that's it was. I mean it was definitely better than. I would say it's best, definitely better if you like had like, you know, 
chicken and wild rice soup out from Progresso because they don't put enough stuff into their soups. I like chunky, chunky soups. So yeah, I like yeah, I like Jeff makes our wild rice soups very creamy. Yeah. Yeah, and this is wild rice soup. We we got he got thinking about this after he already started making it. Like it would have been better if I had something creamy. Like and when we had something creamy that we could have used, there he forgot that we had evaporated milk in the cupboard. Oh whoops! Yeah, that would have been that would have been good. Anyways. So yeah, that that would have probably bumped it up even higher. Yeah. And maybe maybe have a little bit of extra seasoning that could have bumped it even. It could have it could have. It could have been you know, bumped up, and, but it didn't have any modifiers. You know, I was kind of hoping that Edwin would choose like a dish that had rice in it, not not wild rice, but like not not in a soup, more of like just rice and then stuff on top of it. <laughs> I was actually thinking about that, but that would have been way too easy. You were, were because you it would have been like I would cook, do it? <laughs> well, no, I would have been like I'm going to cook rice, right, and then I'm going to put you know like. Like Filipino sard, you know, Filipino sardines with tomato <laughs> sauce inside the thing. With dude, that's my college meal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something like that. It's like that would be way too easy. I had to do something a little bit more, something I've never so, done before. So it looks like we all passed our challenge. Yeah. for the most part. See, yeah. it was, it wasn't as hard as people we would have thought. It could have been worse. It could have been it worse. Been worse. <laughs> yes. So, all right. So, so what are we doing for next for the next episode? Ah, that's a good question. Hey, I checked out that there were some weird Oreo flavors. Oh, we yeah. should probably try one. That's there's another weird Oreo flavor. <laughs> Among like many, the other yes. weird Oreo flavors that we've tasted in the past. That sounds like an excellent idea. So, what is this weird Oreo flavor that we? So Jeff found that some carrot cake Oreos. Oh my! That doesn't <laughs> sound half bad, actually. See, I don't like <laughs> I don't like carrot like cake, so I'm a bit skeptical about this. Whoa, but you, wait, you a don't know. wait a minute! There's a whole. There's a hold on a second. Hold on a second. There's a what? whole conversation. Of, you don't like carrot cake? What? Uh, this is a conversation that's going to have to happen later. After the show. After the show, or, Evan and I are going to duel. Yeah, you, you two can virtually took it out about carrot cake later. Who does not like sweet carrot cake on cream cheese frosting? Her. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well... Now that we've talked about our food and what we're going to do next time, <laughs> I have a story to tell you. Now we present the hilarious story of their further adventures. Okay, today's story, we're going to bring you back to Eberron, where Pepper, last we heard, was with a new group, and they had just been cornered by a couple of people at a bridge looking to obtain an artifact that they had. Well, they... There was indeed a battle, and there were... There were many people approaching the bridge very quickly to obtain the same artifact, and there were fights breaking out left and right, each of them 
by different mercenaries or bounty hunters looking to get this artifact. It was trouble, and well, they ended up jumping off a bridge. But that's another matter entirely. Well, they needed to find shelter and fast. So, where better to go but to the home of the parents of their little sailor in their group. Well, his parents, his mother in particular, owned a tavern, lucky them, where she was rightly distraught that her, her boy had come home looking so rough and tumble and beat up and, well, he passed out a couple of times and so did one of the others. We were very well taken care of there. But the real challenge would come the next day. They had guards to take them there, but they had to find some way to go unrecognized. Well, Pepper had an idea. As she, she turned to her fellow halflings, like, I have a trench coat. I've been talking with my, with my old performing group. Well, we had this this gag set up for a sketch, but we never had the opportunity to actually do it because there were never enough halflings in, in the troop. But here's what we'll do. We'll stack, we'll, we'll stack on each other's shoulders and put the trench coat on. That way, yes, we'll look odd, but nobody will realize that we are not the right number of halflings. And our, our druid friend here, he can turn into a copy of his little dinosaur companion. That way, they won't recognize him. Our companion here just needs to change clothes, and, and if she wears a veil, nobody will recognize her. She can be fancy pants all she wants. And you, and nobody recognizes you anyway. You can be just you, but I suppose if, if you, our last companion, were to put on, say, a mustache and a hat, we could, we could all be unrecognized. Well, it took a couple of tries, but eventually the halflings were all stacked on top of each other wearing the trench coat. Our druid was his dinosaur, and his dinosaur was his dinosaur. The wealthy woman was herself, and our new com our newest companion had a green mustache and a cowboy hat. They made their way all the way up to the mayor's mansion, almost an hour and a half walk that way, and the halflings definitely had to uh, lean on their companions for support. It was a very long, very tiring walk, and their balance ne was nearly lost several times. But they made it there, where they talked to the mayor. The mayor had some questions for them, mostly. Now I need to do a background check on you. You are now all under my employ, and I must know what I'm getting into. If you have something shady in your past, I need to know about it now, and this is your chance to come clean before I discover it while I look into you. Oh, man. <laughs> There was so much going on, like everybody was nervous, like, and one by one, secrets came out. Well, some more than others. But now, 
in our next session, we have a lot to talk about. Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) It was an exciting session. Really exciting. (laughs) It sounds it sounds like it's it's like a (laughs) it sounds like a uh, it sounds like it's gonna start to become a um like like a truth or dare session or something like that, you know? <laughs> or like um, a, like a, <laughs> we most of us have in essence, in essence isn't that every D D session? <laughs> most of us um most of us have pretty intense backstories going on, I tell ya. <laughs> oh. And um, if you want to look at the DM snow, because the DM has actually been putting summaries up on Twitter. So if you're wanting to, if you're wanting to see the DM's notes on our adventures and also his other group, which, which happens another day, um, you can find him at Outland Advent PR. He is Ross Outlandish Adventure Productions. So at Outland Advent PR. All right. Yeah. So. It's it's a it's it's a fun group and it it's terribly exciting. <laughs> anyway, well let's let's talk about something. We have we have something to debate. So let's let's talk about something that's also terribly exciting. Okay. All right. And so, you, what are we talking about here? Okay, you brought up the question, and we decided that we needed to talk about this for the show. But you brought up the question um, after the last show: Is something still part of its genre if it's missing a oh, yeah. key element? In particular, you were talking. Okay. You were talking about Star Wars in particular. I was. I was listening. Okay. Here's the thing. I was listening to this conversation on a different podcast where they were a person. They weren't. This wasn't their subject in the in what they were talking about. What they were talking about was uh, what what they what they said was one of them says was like even you know it's like they were talking about Star Trek and Star Wars and one of them just says says on on, on the side says but Star Wars but Star Wars is more more fantasy anyway. That got me thinking. What constitutes science fiction versus fantasy? Does fantasy have to be... Does it have to be taking place in a mystical... Like a mystical field or a mystical forest or something like that? Or, you know, with with armor or a unicorn? Or... And does science fiction have to be always in space with a spaceship that that has a deal has to do with like warp speed or? Now here's the thing, you know, there inside these genres, there's all kinds of subgenres and whatever. Like um, Star Wars is considered a sci-fi, even though there's no science going on. Uh, it could be considered like. I, I believe the technical term for it is a space opera. 
Yeah, space opera. Yeah, it's it's a space opera. But it's it kind of rides that line of sci-fi and fantasy. Because when you think about it, like Star Wars, right? If you think about Star Wars and what it is, there's nothing sciencey about it. They don't Other talk than about scientific components like the lightsaber and the spaceships and but, everything. But are, is that really a scientific component? A lightsaber? It could be. I mean, we're not. I mean, we don't see because like, it, it's not. It's not found in other genres, as far as I know, because well, no. it feels out of place with the Western. Well, it it definitely is a sword, like how right, which like is seen Firefly a lot is, in fantasy. It's kind of like how Firefly genres. is sort of a sci-fi, but it's more of it's a space a Western. Western. Yeah, because it got guns that actually shoot right. bullets. But it's. It's in space, so a lot of people consider it still sci-fi, but it is, you know, space western. Or see, I yeah. would count that. I would count that as science fiction because, as well as western, because you have. Who is it that the mechanic mm-hmm. is talking jargon about about the mechanics of the ship, right? And they're talking about let me calculate blah 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 to get to. So now, and so. Let's see. I, I think. And, I think the thing that that pushes Star Wars into sci-fi territory is more like they do actually have some scenes where where mechanical things are needing repairs or this or like or Han Solo being frozen in carbonite. Yeah, that's fancy. Yeah, it it has it has. It has some of the hallmark elements. It's not. It's missing the key element of yeah. It, it they use they use fictional science gar- jargon and all that. But I can talk. It, they use they don't use the the fictional techno battle. They don't use that, but they do employ some of the elements that are hallmark to sci-fi now another another thing that kind of crosses genres that i was thinking about is um the artemis fowl series artemis fowl is technically a fantasy series okay technically speaking and i say technically speaking because it uses fairies and mythical beings however they use a lot of high technology too, a lot of fictional right. techno babble and all that. They use a lot of technical, technological things for the fairy civilization. And isn't the setting itself in set in present times? Yeah, it absolutely is. It, so, so, but yeah, but they use like sci-fi technology for all. I, all kinds of things that normally would be considered like fairy magic and all that and they've got yeah they do have some fairy magic but the vast majority of what's considered fairy magic is actually done through technology see that's the so it, so see, that's that, the thing about that writes the line of sci-fi fantasy see that's too. the thing about star wars that gets me is that i would i would say it's only 20 percent science fiction even with the robots <laughs> Well, no, I mean, because, like, you could essentially say, okay, a robot, the robots in, in that in that world, the robots, the robots in that world are, you know, they're sentient. Most of them. Okay. I mean, they think 
especially C-3PO can think. R2-D2 definitely can think, even though he doesn't say words. R2-D2 is sassy. If, if yeah. robots aren't sentient, then they're just, what, garbage compactors? Yeah, in this, I mean, I mean, if we're if we're drawing the line of like, let's say, oh, it's science fiction because they've got you know, they've got interplanetary travel. Yeah. Well, then, which there's nothing. Do. Yeah, but the thing is, it's that when I think of science fiction and like they're talking about, like, they try to like reason through the things that they are doing in a very scientific way and star wars does not do that at well, all. well okay so you are saying that in order to, for a science fiction to be sciencey fiction is so that if you if the movie was converted into a book it would be more like a textbook than uh no not textbook <laughs> than a not fiction textbook because if, story. like okay when i took when i took a, a speculative fiction class right way back when and it was all about we had one that was science fiction and we also had like fantasy and all the books that i read when it came to science fiction right they had the techno babble they had techno babble they were reasoning through the whole thing like why this thing exists so they were doing basically research and whatever in a sense you know i mean Eek. I mean, one of my favorite uh, uh, one of my favorite authors of like, um, one of my favorite authors, like, Dune, right? Frank Herbert. I mean, when he talks about why they're there at that planet, why how they got there, that you know, Earth still exists, and how spice works. And all this stuff, like even like the way that their ships, it's like, you know, even like the, you know, the palace of Atreides, you know, they talk about that. And they don't, they don't really like gloss over anything where like Star Wars just, we just accept that, okay, these things can go light speed. Okay. These you do. <laughs> Can you realize that I think Star Wars was aimed for a more general audience? The more science -y you get, the less likely it's going to appeal to a more general audience, in my opinion. Well, you could say that yeah. same thing for, like, Star but, Trek. But, no. See, Star Trek, to me, is also for general audiences, too. Star Trek goes pretty heavy in the techno yeah. battle, so there's a lot of people who, who won't watch Star Trek because they can't stand the techno I, battle. Yeah, I tried getting into a Star Trek uh, movie, and first reaction was that it is so slow because there's a heck of a lot of talking and to a science person it, it i'm pretty sure it's so interesting but to a newbie to me that doesn't really know what to expect but to me it'd be like ah yeah but i think i mean in terms of like the the objectiveness between what fantasy, is the objectiveness then the objectiveness to me like i think fantasy is more subjective you know because we just accept that this is a whole new land this is the world this is the you know like there's no like written rules of of this of this universe you know because it's, you know, it's in the author's mind versus science fiction where it's that but it's backed up by something. 
Well, here's here's my thoughts. I, I think we should all go through our final thoughts because I don't think we're ever going to get to the no. end of this. Here's <laughs> my thoughts. Um, I I think the setting and the and the purpose of of the entertainment kind of helps define whether it's whether it actually belongs in that genre or not like it speaking specifically of star wars i think they intended to take us to a realm of space and aliens and robots and and high technology or that in that world in that existence or universe or whatever you want to call it in that setting these things are just already accepted because they've always been like that they're not researching it's just always been that way this is my final no, go, no, keep going you, keep... you look like you're about ready to no keep interject. going i'm just I'm, I'm just adjusting my mic here because it keeps falling down okay <laughs> all right and and the objective of fantasy because not every fantasy story has has fantasy creatures not every fantasy story has magic and mystery and all that not not every fantasy story is high fantasy but if it's trying to inject that little bit of disbelief and not everything is science if if it's going with that then i i think as long as they're aiming for kind of something fantasy then it can be considered fantasy i think as long as they're aiming for it they don't have to have all the hallmark elements of it it can just be what it is and you know maybe maybe it's not full on in that category but it can be in one of the sub subcategories like space operas like space westerns or techno fantasy or any of that i i think it can still be in its genre without having all the hallmark elements here's my thoughts to it so the question was is is, does it still belong in its does genre it still belong it's, in that without a key element. element i think i'm just applying it to other genres and the one thing that popped up is um horror is a movie horror without the blood or the gore without the blood or the gore would it be more along the lines of suspense or a thriller I think the key thing is that it could be both. And I, I think in the case of, of horror, I think it's kind of like thrillers and the psychological thrillers and those, I think those are basically just subgenres of, of horror. Right. So, yeah, I, I think, yeah. Edwin. <laughs> <laughs> now you can tell I me. only got one word. Metachlorians. What? <laughs> that was their techno babble. Thank you. Love you. That was techno babble, and it did not go well in Star Wars. As soon as it dove within that in that element of science fiction, it did not go well. <laughs> okay. All. So okay. in I terms, failed, I failed to see. What so I, okay. I it did because the element the element that I'm arguing for, right? The the key element I'm arguing for in terms of science fiction versus fantasy is the backup explanations of the technology or that thing. 
And when when Star Wars did it, so it failed. So you're so you're basically trying to say like their explanations have to back up their setting. Yeah, and, and, and they, back- at least they have to attempt to. Ooh, I have a question. I have a question. So, what about those medical fiction movies? Medical fiction movies. Because medical is also a science. Yeah, but that's medical would that drama. Be, would that be included in science fiction? No, because it's medical drama. That's a whole different genre. <laughs> but would it be under the science fiction I, umbrella? I, I think since medical dramas have to have a little more research, I think I I think unless it's like, whoa, this is something that's never actually happened in reality before. I I think until that happens, well, I think even then it's it's I'm not, its own genre. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not talking about like K drama, medical, hot doctor things. It's more along the lines of con- like the whole. Are you talking like House or something along the lines? Yeah, where there is well, House. I mean, House is they're talking about it's... real diseases. They're talking about real, yes, like real things. Yeah. Yes. Whereas I... science fiction, it's not a real thing but they try to explain it through yeah, I, science I, I think okay if, if they were to start making up diseases for a if medical, they start making up diseases then it will go into the science yeah, fiction realm. It, it would have to yeah if they started making up diseases it would have to go into some subgenre because yeah. um i think they made like because uh, then zombies I, would be considered science fiction then? oh yeah oh most definitely once they start trying to explain and it in horror? medical terms. Yeah. What's that? And horror. Well, hor- I mean, horror is a subgenre of science fiction. Not always. Not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, horror is its own thing. It it, it, it crosses boundaries all over the place. Oh, yeah. Like I mean, vampires, you can't explain vampires. I mean, ba- okay, back in my back in my back to my to my thought. Uh-huh. Right. This is why I think, like things like Star Wars, it's only like twenty percent science fiction and eighty percent. It's more eighty percent fantasy opera. or space opera. Yeah. So that's and there's that's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing We're wrong just with saying. it. I'm just nothing wrong with it. It's just it just it kind of floated to my mind where, oh my <laughs> gosh, Star Wars really isn't. <laughs> like I I always thought that was like like oh that's always science fiction, but it's really yeah. It's more, I mean. Wielding swords, knights wielding swords with with you know fantastical like species like a Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll so. we'll leave it there. We have differing opinions on the matter, but we'll leave it there. I would like to hear your thoughts, Absolutely. listeners, because hey, maybe I'm wrong. I'm not saying that I'm right, you know. Um, yeah, but well, it's just one of those thoughts that I had when you know when I heard it from a different podcast, and it just it kind of just made me think so well yeah well let's tell them where they can find us at dungeon diners at gmail.com dungeon diners at gmail.com you can yeah, email us there there's all kinds of other ways you can contact us uh but let's let's say good night for now or good morning or good afternoon whatever it is for you uh but yeah if if you want to send your opinions to me or or just talk you can Hit me up on Twitter at Pleasant Doom. 
You can also find me, Pam, over at Twitter. I can be found at PandaCatDragon1. I'm also on Instagram, also at PandaCatDragon. And you can uh, catch me on Twitter at TCD's Edwin. And I'm also on Facebook. And I'm also on YouTube. I'm going to be posting the... Uh, our. I'm going to start posting the videos of when we made the uh, the jerk chicken. I'm going to start posting the videos between with Angel and I making our own dishes for the for the canned food challenge. Yeah, so yeah, look out for that. He wanted to video that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, you can also find us on our Facebook page, uh, Legend Creators. We're going to try to get more going on there. So if you're on there, you know, we'll, we'll post things there and you'll be able to see it. Um, anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, again, my name is Angela. My, my name is Pam. And my name is Edwin. And this has been Dungeons. Dinings. And Dorks. Thanks again, everybody. Right. Bye. See ya. Bye.